Well, uh, we are going to continue in our series that we started last week, and we called it Accepted. Let's look at Ephesians 1, verse 3. If you didn't hear last week's message, I encourage you to go back on the website. You can go on the, there's a number of ways you can uh, see it or hear it. If you go on the website, on the media page, there's video of the previous message. There's also audio. Uh, we have a podcast that's there as well on the, the, the media menu. You can go that and listen to that in Apple Podcasts. Of course, on the Facebook page, the previous whole services are there. And then our Watch Live page, the previous couple whole services are there. And uh, so there's a number of ways. But I encourage you, if you didn't uh, hear the message, I go back and listen to it. We're going to keep, we're going to review and go a little bit further. But I encourage you, go back and listen to it. It will be a blessing to you. Ephesians 1, verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. Let's read through this again. You see that phrase, accepted in the Beloved. We're going to look at that last uh, phrase in in some other translations, but let's go back to verse 3, get some context of what he's saying. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings, or blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, in Jesus, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ. So God saw ahead and made provision for really all of mankind to become sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. The provision has been made having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. See, His grace, His favor through Jesus made those who have accepted Jesus accepted. Let's look at that in the Amplified Classic, verse 6. It says, so that we might be to the praise and the commendation of His glorious grace, favor, and mercy, which He so freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. That's Jesus. The Beloved's Jesus. It says that the grace and mercy of God, when it says that we're accepted in the Beloved, that literally means that He bestowed grace on us. He bestowed favor on us. How? Through Jesus. Let's look at it in the Amplified. It says, To the praise of His glorious grace and favor, which He so freely bestowed on us in the Beloved, His Son, Jesus Christ. It was through Jesus that the grace of God was bestowed on us. It wasn't through our ability to do everything perfect. It wasn't through our bloodline, natural bloodline, in other words, the family you came from. It's not through... Uh, your resources on this earth. It's not through your connections, who you know, on the earth. 
not through your education, not even what church you go to, none of that. The grace of God, the favor of God, is bestowed on people through Jesus, through what Jesus did, through His sacrifice on the cross. Ephesians 1.6 in the Passion Translation says it this way. It says, For it was always in His perfect plan to adopt us as His delightful children. That was always God's plan. See, when He created man on the earth, men fell. Adam sinned. Adam and Eve, they sinned. They turned their backs on God. And because of that, sin entered the world. And humanity was separated from God. And Jesus came to the earth as the payment, as the ransom, so that we could be in the family of God as was God's plan originally. There had to be a payment made for us to be right with God. No human being is perfect. And so to get into the family of God, there needed to be a sacrifice. We're going to read more scripture to that effect. It had to be by the sacrifice of the Son of God, the only perfect sacrifice, so that we could become into His family. Verse 6, For it was always in His perfect plan to adopt us as His delightful children through our union with Jesus, the Anointed One, so that His tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify His grace. For the same love He has for His beloved One, Jesus, He has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. See, it says, we were brought into this family. He adopted us through our union with Jesus. It's not through what a person does in and of themselves. It's because we believe on what Jesus has done. As we believe on what He has done, that's the avenue, that's the access point whereby we come into the family of God. And we said, as we, as we touched on last week, that's how you get into the family of God is through Jesus. It's not by what we do. But that's how we live in the family of God is by keeping center in our understanding the fact that it is through Jesus that we have access to God. If we believe it's through us, and the way everything is up to us, then when you fail, you'll feel separated from God. And, you, and at some point, if you focus on just what you, you do and, and, and don't do and your ability, uh, there is an adversary, there is an enemy in the world that will bring thoughts and accusations to you and accuse you, and you will find yourself falling away from a relationship with God. It will create division between you and Him because you don't walk perfect, I don't walk perfect, and we need to be firmly established in the fact that the only way to have a relationship with God initially and continually is through what Jesus did on that cross through his death, burial, and resurrection. Let's look at Ephesians 1 verse 7. We're going to read some of the scriptures we read last week, and then we'll go a little bit further. Ephesians 1 verse 7, 
It says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. See, it's in Him we have redemption. What does that mean? We were redeemed. We were paid for. God made payment for us. In fact, He's paid for the whole world. But each person has to receive it. Verse 8 says, Which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in Him. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance. See, it's in Jesus we've obtained the inheritance, the, the ability to be in God's family, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of His glory. See, it's in Jesus that we have a relationship with God. It's through Him. It's, that's the initial relationship. That's the continuing relationship. Yes, we have a part to play. Yes, there is a God, uh, there's a God-word side and a man-word side. Jesus, through His sacrifice, did the heavy lifting. There was no way we could walk in the family of God without the sacrifice of Jesus on that cross and through His, his death then and His burial and His resurrection. No person, through their good works, can come in the family of God but only through the sacrifice of Jesus. So it's in Him that we have that relationship. So God did the heavy lifting by sending Jesus. What is our part? We need to receive what He did. Now, initially, we need to believe that He died for our sins on that cross, that He was raised for our justification, and through Him we can come in the family of God. But then we need to continue to know that we, it doesn't become our part to do the heavy lifting after we're born again. It is still what Jesus did. And we, we need to walk with the knowledge that God, through the sacrifice of Jesus, brought us in the family and that we receive His favor through Jesus, not through what we do. Because the moment we start taking the weight of that, it will be crushing to you. Yes, we have a part to play. Yes, we ought to do what God has told us to do. Yes, we ought to run in uh, His will to the best of our ability. But we need to keep things rightly divided and realize that I couldn't get myself into this family by what I did, and I can't keep myself in the favor of God through what I do. Is He pleased with me when I walk after Him? Yes. There, he, faith pleases God as we do what He would have us to do. But I cannot get my eyes on what I do to buy me position with God or buy the blessings of God. The blessings were bestowed on me through Jesus. There's advantages to walking with God. But we don't buy the blessings of God through what we do. Let's look at Philippians 3, verse 7. Philippians 3, verse 7. 
It says, But what things were gained to me, I, these I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. See, Paul was an educated man. Paul studied the law. Paul studied the prophets. Paul studied what he ought to do as a, as a Jewish person. He was well-versed, and he was so zealous that he came after and actually uh, tracked down to have Christians killed that were following Jesus and not the Jewish customs. He was so zealous for what he, he understood that he went after Christians. But he realized that he was wrong and realized that what he was actually persecuting was actually the way to God. And so he is saying that everything before, all my knowledge, all the good stuff I had done, all my learning, he said he counts it as trash, as rubbish, that he may gain Christ. In verse 9, and be found in him. See, not in what all he had done, naturally, but to be found in what Jesus has done. Not having my own righteousness, not his own right standing, not his own justification, not his own holiness, which is from the law or behavior, but that which is through faith in Christ. In other words, the righteousness or the justification, the, the right standing with God, that is because I believe in what Jesus did. Not what I have done, but see, I'm believing the reason I'm right, the reason I can go before God as a father and I can believe I'm his son or daughter is because of what Jesus has done, not because of what I did. Because if it's based on what I did, you may feel good one day, not so good the next day, depending on your performance. But if we believe that it's because of what Jesus did, Jesus doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, it says in Hebrews. So we will be constant, and we won't start to expect good things one day and bad things another day. We'll expect that because of what Jesus did, we're in the family, we have a good father, and he will take care of us, and I can expect the favor and blessing of God because I am right with God through Jesus. Verse 9, And be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. See, people will say, well, I, you know, this behavior is holy, and we need to be holy. We do need to be holy. Based on what the Word of God says, we, at, we ought to follow after what the Word says. But that's not what gets you uh, favor with God. That's not what brings you into the family. Are there blessings to following and doing what's right? Of course there is. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. We don't want to mess with anything that's uh, against what God has said for our own good, to honor Him, and it, it can, it'll hurt us if we, if we walk in ways that are against God's Word. But we have to be secure and established in the foundation that our righteousness, that's just, 
That's not just a religious term. That means justification, acquittal. That means you being right with God. In other words, nothing between you and God negative. It's just that you belong. That, st that state of being is because of what Jesus did, not because of you. If you start thinking it's because of you, you know, it's all, you could do this in several ways. Wow, I deserve this from God because of what I've done. Well, no, what we deserve is nothing good in and of ourselves. The reason we have good is because of Jesus. If we get to the place where we start looking at ourselves to maintain our right standing with God, then we've missed it. And it won't be very long before we'll start drifting. We'll get into condemnation. We'll get into guilt because we're trying to maintain the foundation of a relationship that only comes from God. It says at the end, the righteousness which is from God, not from you, not from me, but from God by faith. See, the righteousness that is from God by faith. What's faith? Belief. You believe what Jesus did and has done, and because of that, you're made right with God. See, as, as, as uh, humans, humankind, mankind, wants to find a way that they can work themselves into God's favor. That's what religion is all about. That's why there's so many religions on the face of the earth. They're all men's ideas of how he can be right. Work his way. If he does enough, if he does enough of this, does enough of that, says this so many times, prays this so many times, does this ritual, does that ritual, or, you know, treats his family right, whatever. Those are, it's good to treat your family right. It's good to follow what God's word says, but people have made up ways and said, this is the way to God. This is the way to God. No, this other thing's the way to God. And people want to find a way they can do something to earn favor with God, but True favor with God only comes one way. It comes through Jesus by faith in what he did. It says right here, the righteousness which is from God by faith. See, I'm made right by what I believe, not by what I do. And so as I believe God and what Jesus has done, then I can be strong and stand up fully, fully assured that I have the right to be in the presence of God because of what He did. Now that takes faith, like it says here. It takes faith to believe that. It takes faith to stand boldly in the presence of God and believe that what He said in His Word is more important than what you feel and even what you did. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Again, we read these scriptures last week, but we're just kind of connecting and going forward. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It says, if anyone is in Christ, not if anyone does this, 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 and this, and this. It says, if anyone is in Christ, how do you become in Christ? You believe in what God has said about Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him, God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That we might become right with God 
in Him, in Jesus, not in us. And that's how we're supposed to walk. we got to remind ourselves of these things. Because you can, you know, you can have believed God and believed Jesus as your Lord and Savior years ago, and walking, and you could be walking with, initially, just with such joy and peace and so thankful that it's not what you've done, but no matter what you did in your past, that God can receive you through Jesus, that that was the payment. You don't make the terms of the contract, you just add your name to the bottom of the contract. God, through Jesus, made the terms of the contract, and that's if you'll believe on Jesus, you become a new person on the inside. You are made right with God and you are part of His family. Those terms were made before you and I were born. You don't add to the terms. You don't make the terms. You just, by believing what God said, you add your name to it and say, hey, I believe I'll take that. It's a pretty good deal. I have to believe, God, that Jesus came and He paid for my sin and He paid for that I could be right with Him. And that's what I have to believe. And I get to be in the family of God and be right with Him. I, that's a good deal. I'll take that. But see, you could have done that, feel joy, peace, uh, a love like you've never had it, the pressure that you're experiencing rolls off. But over time, if you're not careful, we lose sight of that and start being so focused on doing the work that we believe God would have us to do or trying to be faithful to what God has said in His Word. Though That's good and right, and we should do that. But we can be so focused on that, that we lose sight of the fact that we got into this family only through what Jesus did. We are supposed to maintain that relationship through what Jesus did. And then we can start becoming discouraged. We can start becoming weary because we are not looking at the right thing. We are looking at ourselves. And if you just look at yourselves, yourself, pretty soon... You're going to, more and more, of course you're not perfect, I'm not perfect. If you focus on what you failed to do, the joy can leave, the peace can leave, the relationship can grow. And so the solution to that is to come back and focus on how we're supposed to relate to God. Doesn't matter if you've been a Christian two days, 10 years, 25 years, this can happen to anyone. You start to become so-so. Well, yeah, I'm saved, but I did, I'm trying to do this, but I didn't do this, this didn't work out, I tried to serve God, etc. And you get into condemnation, you get into guilt, you're not happy, you're not enjoying life. And God sent Jesus so we could enjoy life. The solution is to come back and realize that we are accepted in Christ, in Jesus, through Him, not based on what we do. What we do is important. And if we do something wrong, we need to come. If we do something wrong that we shouldn't do, we need to bring it to Him. But we need to bring it right back and say, Lord, that was wrong. I missed it. That, I shouldn't have done that. But I'm so thankful for Jesus who cleanses me, who makes me right. Lord, thank you for forgiving me, cleaning me, and come right back to Him.
and to be encouraged in that. Romans 3.21. Romans 3.21 says, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. See, there is, a, there is a righteousness or a right standing because of what you do. That's what it's referring to here. Verse 22, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. It says, verse 21, there is a righteousness apart from that law, apart from doing all the works of right and wrong that's embodied in the law, the statutes codified in the Old Testament. It says, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, there is a righteousness apart from that. And verse 22 says what it is. Even the righteousness of God through faith in, Christ, in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. So there is a righteousness apart from what you do, and that's the righteousness of God through believing in Jesus. It's to all and on all who believe. See, there's two kinds of righteousness, one based on what you do and one based on what you believe. The one based on what you believe is constant, it's secure, because it's based on what Jesus did, what He has done, and we accept it by faith. It's God's righteousness, it's not yours. Then there is what you do. And if you try to relate to God based on what you do, you're going to come short. I'll come short. There's no way we can live at a high enough standard to relate to God completely on what we do. It has to come back to what Jesus did. Everything we do and believe in the Christian life has to have its motivation and its basis based on what Jesus did. Not on some philosophy, not on our own ability. If we start coming to God Almighty based on what I've done, we have missed it. We, good or bad, you can't come to God and say, well, I've done all this. I, you owe me. Wrong way to approach God. He doesn't owe you anything. Well, I just, I can't go to God because of what I've done. Wrong, wrong way to approach Him because you could never come to Him based on what you did. What we need to come to God based on is what Jesus did. Lord, you know, I've done this and this, but I'm so thankful Jesus enabled me, and I'm so thankful that you're the way. God, I look to you and what your word says about my situation. We come to him humbly and believing that through Jesus we're taken care of. Through him, we can move forward. You come to God and say, I just, I just, I messed up so bad. God could never, you could never accept me. No, that's not right. Through Jesus, every person can be accepted because he's the perfect sacrifice, and the only separation between us and God will be rejecting Jesus. It's not anything you do. In other words, the worst act on the face of the earth cannot keep us from being in the family of God if we'll believe on what Jesus has done. That's what this means. It says the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all believe, for there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. You know, like somebody said once, they did a really in-depth study on that word, all. And you know what it, they found it meant? They looked up the Greek, looked in the Old Testament and the Hebrew. You know what they found it meant? It means all. That means all have sinned. In other words, there is not one person on the face of the earth apart from the Lord Jesus Christ Himself, that has lived perfectly. Not one. It says, all have sinned 
and fall short of the glory of God. In other words, there is nobody that can go toe-to-toe with the Almighty, creator of the universe, and say, I should be here. In my own self, I am holy. I can stand, talk to you like a peer. There's no human being in and of themselves that can do that. It is only through what Jesus did. Verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Being justified. What does justified mean? It means acquitted. It means declared righteous. When when a judge says you're acquitted, that's what this is talking about. You're justified. You You are declared free, that you did nothing wrong. That in this situation, if it were in a court of law, that you're being, somebody's bringing charges against you, and the judge says you're acquitted, that means you're not guilty. That's what this is referring to. It says being justified or acquitted freely by His grace. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's how we relate to God. We're justified by Him. Verse 25, whom God set forth as a propitiation, the sacrifice, the redemption, by His blood, through faith, to demonstrate His righteousness, because in His forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Verse 26, to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness, that He might be just, and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Verse 26 says that God would demonstrate His righteousness. See, not our righteousness, not our ability to be right. If we go through life as a Christian and are always looking to how we are doing to expect all the blessings of God, we're going to continually come up short. We're going to be discouraged. The enemy will have free reign to come into our life and accuse us because he can always poke holes in something you or I is doing wrong but we cannot poke holes in the righteousness, the justification that comes by Jesus through faith in Him. It says that God, God's demonstrate, verse 26, at the present time, His righteousness, that God, He, might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus, that God would be just, doing what's exactly right, in the justifier or the quitter of the one who has faith in Jesus. See, our own pride in the world, in, in, in people, we, we want to have a way, something we did that comes and says, I, you know, I earned this from God. But it says here that God would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in, in Jesus. In other words, God is just in making the person that has faith in Jesus righteous. See, to humans, they'll say, yeah, but this person did such and such. They can't be accepted. And God's just justice says it is not through what they did. It's through what their belief in what Jesus did. And He is just in declaring them If somebody believes in Jesus, God is completely just. What does that mean? He's right. In the court of the universe, He is doing the right thing by declaring the person 
just and right that believes in Jesus. And to our natural mind, see, that's what religion comes from. People are trying to say, no, it's if you do this, then you're a good person. Well, we can do things as good people, but that doesn't make us acceptable to God. And some, in our justice system, we'd say, well, this person did this bad thing and this bad and this bad thing, so they can't be accepted by God. Our justice system would be say, it's letting somebody off the hook. If this person did something bad, but all they have to do is believe in Jesus and they're right, and then they're, they're right with God. So, mankind's reasoning sometimes says, that's not right, that's not just. It's just if somebody does this and this and this and this and this, and it's a list that people invent, and then people feel good about following. And it's always something that they feel like they can do. Never mind the things that aren't on the list. It's just the things on their list. Never mind if there's something else that they should be doing. No, 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 this is the list. This is the list that we have to do to be right. See, that's all men's ideas. It is what God has done through Jesus. He is just in declaring, even if somebody hasn't done everything right, even if they did horrible things in their life, if, if they come and call on the name of Jesus, then God says, you're, ju you're justified. And He is completely right and just in doing so. And as we walk out our Christian life, see, it's tempting to start making that list. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I believe in God. But now, you know, I've read this book and I've listened to this message and I just kind of add that. Every time I hear something that I should be doing, I add that to the list. I put this and this and this, and it's just a list that keeps growing, you know, if we're not careful. I'm saying we shouldn't do this, but this is what people do. They hear somebody preach something, or they read some book or some idea. Of course, we should read the Word of God and go by what that says, but you can get to where you are taking ideas and adding to the list of the things you need to do to be accepted by God, and you can start drifting away to just be, you're justified by Jesus, and you start to think, nope, I got to go by my list. I'm not doing this. I've been working on this for three years. I've been working on this other thing for six months. I tried to just start this thing last week, and I failed. Now I'm getting up and going again. If I have a good day, then I feel good about myself. If I don't have a good day in that area, I feel bad. Then this other area, I've been trying to do that thing for five weeks, doing pretty well there, so I feel pretty good about that. That one's a green check there. So then I go to the next thing. Well, this thing I've been working on for a year, doing all right there, could do better. Now this thing, I've been working on this other thing for five years, and it's just, I don't know if I'll ever get there. And see, now... I can start feeling bad about that. So I'm, I'm judging myself based on my list. Never mind there's a whole bunch of stuff that's not on my list that I'm not even dealing with, but I'm just looking at my list. There are, you know, somebody, your spouse, anybody, they could, they could add a whole bunch to that list. They could come and say, wait a minute, that's your list? You got like 50 things I could list off the top of my head that's not on your list. And you think you're good? See, it's silly, but we can start looking at our list and judging whether we feel pretty good about ourselves or not based on my little list. And that's not the list, why we're, how we're justified. It's what Jesus did. we got to get our eyes off the list that we've manufactured and put it back on what Jesus has done and that God is just in justifying us and calling us right through Jesus. In other words, you don't go, go by whether you've done your list to decide if you can receive something from God. You go by what God said and He said you believe on Jesus and then you're justified. And that might take putting down our pride and going... Well, I haven't done this perfect, but thank God for Jesus, and I'm going to expect that I'm going to have good anyway. 
Yes, I'm doing what I know to do. I'm not going out and trying to do everything wrong, but I haven't done it perfect. But in spite of that, God's on my side. He is faithful. He is good. And I can, I can expect good things right now today. That brings us back into the gospel, into what Jesus has done and lets us breathe fresh air and say, God, I haven't done it perfect. I haven't done everything on my list. But because of Jesus, I can expect good now today. We can walk through pressured situations. See, when there's pressure on, there's a lot of pressure in the world right now. We're going through unprecedented circumstances. That brings pressure to bear in so many areas. And if you're focused on your little, your list, our little list, I say that to mock it on purpose because it needs to go. If we're focused on our little lists, of whether we're going to be accepted or be able to uh, move forward, to prosper, to, to succeed in God, then we are, are ripe to get beat up by the enemy because he'll poke holes. You think you're doing pretty well on your list, he'll add three more things to it. And he will disqualify you, and in turn you disqualify yourself if we continue to look at our man-made, manufactured list instead of what God is said in his word, what he's dealing with us at any given time. We're not ignoring what the word says. Any Christian that is truly born again is in right with God, has received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, is not looking for ways to disobey God. They are looking to serve God to the best of their ability. And so as we do that, in our good intentions, we start working on certain things. But if we slide into though doing those things, even if God is dealing with something and He does deal with us to, to come up and change things, even if God is dealing with us, if we look at how we're doing in this and start judging our worth and our ability to receive from God based on those things, then Satan will eat our lunch. He will crush us. We will... We will take ourselves out of qualifying for God's blessings and move us ourselves to where we don't qualify for anything. And when there's pressure, the more so. We need to be firmly established in the fact that it is only through Jesus that we walk this earth and walk out His plan and that when we fail, we look to Him all the more and say, Lord, I didn't, I'm doing my best here. Lord, I trust your grace. I trust your wisdom. And Lord, even if I haven't done everything perfect, I'm trusting that I'm justified in you and you're going to help me and I'm your child and I can stand up boldly even when everything isn't going perfect and trust him that he's going to come through, that he's going to help me, that he's going to bring me to the other side, that he will be a good father, not because of everything I've done, but because of what Jesus has done. And God is absolutely just in doing that. It takes humility to say, Lord, I know I haven't done everything perfect, but I trust you anyway. I believe that you're bringing me through. You'll give me favor in this situation, in this business deal, even if I should have planned ahead differently, even if I should have done something differently. Maybe I didn't see ahead. Maybe I, I could have done better. But anyhow, I'm not trusting in my own, own ability. I'm trusting in what you have said, and I just trust you that it, I, you, I have favor, and it's going to go well anyway. And we have to swallow our pride and just say, Lord, you're my father. I trust you. 
You'll bring me to the other side. You'll bring me through. Philemon 4. says, I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith with which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all His saints, that the sharing of your faith become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. See, let's read that last part again, verse 6. He's saying that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. See, you become effective and we can become effective in our walk with God and in our faith on this earth when we acknowledge everything good that is in us because of what Jesus did, not in everything that we're trying to maintain. Instead of looking at all the wrong things that you've messed up on, all the things you could have done better, you could spend the rest of your life just focusing on those things. Could have done this better, should have done that. Oh, if I only would have known this earlier. Oh, five years ago. Oh, if I would have gotten this in place, I wouldn't be dealing with it. You could spend the rest of your life just focusing on the negative. Or we can start acknowledging all that we do have because of our relationship with Jesus. And in spite of the fact that I haven't done certain things right, I trust in what God has done through Jesus and what He is doing. And because of what He has done, I qualify now and focus on all the good that's in us because of Jesus. That will bring us up. That will clarify our perspective. It will help us to see clearly when we're under pressure, when we're dealing with situations. Instead of looking at all the ways to try to disqualify ourselves, we say, well, in Jesus, I am qualified. He will take me through. He will take us over. He's at my back. God Almighty's favor is with us now in this situation, in whatever challenge I face. Not because of anything I've done, but because of Jesus, I'm acknowledging what's good in me and my situation in in Christ Jesus. All the good things that are in me through Christ, through His love, through His mercy, through His ability. Not because I was so good. Not because I had it all planned out. Not because I was just so meticulous. Not because I'm so self-disciplined. But because He's so good. And His mercy and favor is so great. And we make big and make much of what Christ has done and Jesus has done, and we put aside what we've done. Not that we don't have a part to play. Our part is to look to Him and to flow with Him and to come step by step walking in what He has told us to do. Yes, you could have done things different and you can do things different today. You're going to find out, and I'm going to find out in a year, things that I can still be doing better. And five years, things that I could be doing better. If you go by all the things that you should be doing, you're done right now. Not a person on the face of the earth is walking perfectly. And you look at somebody else, see the Satan try to get you to look at somebody else. Look at them, they're doing it pretty well. You don't know their life. You don't know where they live. He'll just point out the good stuff where maybe you're weak. He's not going to point out all the bad stuff. Or the stuff that isn't quite up to snuff. Stuff that you are actually doing very well. We're not supposed to compare ourselves. That's why the Bible says that. 
Don't get your eyes focused on people. Get your eyes focused on God. What is he asking you to do? What has he told you to do? Deal with that. And he's not going to overload you. He's not going to crush you. When, you. when you hear condemnation and guilt and pressure, that's not God. That's Satan trying to discourage you, get you just to release your hold on God. He's not beating you up over all the stuff that you would have, could have, should have done. He's going to look at, well, what do we need to do now? Let's do this now. We'll come over. You realize God has a solution for everything? Doesn't matter what it is. He's got a solution. Well, how do we receive that solution? We need to look at Jesus. We need to look at what He's done. We need to be firm in that. Not start looking at everything that we could have, would have, should have done. That's not going to help anybody. God can get you over. He can get you through. We are accepted in Him. We can relax and breathe free in the fact that God has received and accepted us through Jesus and we are made right in Him. Amen.